Get ready for your weekly dose of talent strategies and tactics from industry leaders to help you attract, select, and retain your top talent. You're listening to Inside Executive Search with Steve Yakish and Scott Peterson. Inside Executive Search Podcast. My name is Steve Yakish, and this show is for business owners, board members, and executives exploring strategies and tactics to attract, select, and retain the very best. If you are not feeling 100% confident that you have a plan to recruit the very best, stay tuned. This podcast will help you get there. That said, I'd like to bring in Mr. Scott Peterson from Versique Search. Good to be back again with you this week, Steve. Episode number eight? Nine. Nine. Taylor yeah, says nine. nine. Yeah. All right. Our executive producer, Taylor. Yes. Welcome, Taylor. <laughs> All right. Uh, last week, we covered uh, the three key areas that we feel you should be evaluating candidates for. Quick recap, it's cultural and company fit, it's skill and job fit, and then most importantly and most overlooked, career fit. Not only now, but in the future. Correct, yeah. All right. All right, so Scott, this week we are going to talk about how to best evaluate talent. And again, we're going to bucket these into three categories. Those categories are who should be evaluating and what they should be evaluating for and how to construct that plan. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to talk about interviewing questions and more specifically the different types of interview questions that will help you get a good sense for each candidate. And then lastly, uh, the vast majority of our clients are doing assessments, but there's a hundred different types. So we'll try to break those down and group those uh, different type of assessments and how to use those. Sounds like a plan? That sounds like our good plan for the week. All right. Well, let's uh, dive right in. So the first one, um, assembling the interview team and who should be evaluating for what? Yeah, so we, we talked about that in an earlier episode a little bit about developing the team, who's on the, who's on the interview team, so to speak. We teased um, it. We teased it a little bit. Yeah. Um, so in this one, we want to really talk about, so I'll just probably the easiest way is to give an example. So if you have a, um, a, a CFO coming in to a company for an interview, um, and you've got a, a, a set of interview um, People, you know, mm-hmm. staff on the team. So it could be the CEO, could be the head of HR, um, etc. Who's going to ask what type of question? Who's going to ask the questions around company culture? Who's going to ask questions around more of the technical finance questions? Um, who's going to talk about kind of their personality fit? Those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And so you want to you want you don't want everybody asking the fully loaded 25 questions, yep. uh, you really want them to focus on the areas that they might have expertise in and can add sure. that value to the to the process. Is it safe to say, Scott, if, let's say your CFO example, if, you know, most CEOs haven't come through the, the finance or are super knowledgeable on refinancing debt or, you know, debits and credits, whatever it might be, is it fair to say it's okay to bring in maybe a your CPA firm to participate or somebody that can assess the real technical skills? Yeah, and, and if you're at a bigger company where you have a board of directors, sure. there's, there's typically a financial expert on that board. Mm-hmm. That's who I'd probably use uh, in this case. 
Um, but certainly you can use outside uh, resources like your CPA firm again. Um, but this might be a place where you have a person that reports to the CFO part of the process. So you could have the VP of finance, somebody like that as Controller well. or something yeah. like that. Perfect. Okay. Well, then once you've determined who's on the interview team, who's interviewing for what, um, the type of questions uh, that you can ask. So I'm just going to list them out and then get some, yeah, some we'll feedback get some. from you. So there's behavioral-based questions, there's cultural-based questions, and then there's the more specific skill-based. So break down the differences for me and how would you use them throughout the interview process? Yeah, so what you want to avoid in the interview process with question is is just the typical yes or no. Um, interviews go really short when you when you ask, just ask yes or no questions. So behavior questions would be things like tell me about a uh, tell me about an event at your company where there was a situation of X and Y and you had to restructure the department. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me how you handled that. Tell me how you uh, approached people that you had to let go. Um, those sorts of things. So really getting down to how they handle. Uh, situations uh, from a behavior standpoint. Are both they, good and bad. Both right? good and bad, correct. Um, so then, and then you get into cultural-based questions. So um, your HR person or your tr- chief people officer um, mm-hmm. might ask a question about, tell me, Steve, um, about your your last company you were at. Um, what was the style of that company? Were they mm-hmm. were there casual Fridays? Were there, um, was it very chaotic or was it very structured Mm -hmm. Um, really understanding what culture they came from and then maybe what culture they're looking for do they do those Mm -hmm. things line up and some of those behavioral based questions will also give you insight to the cultural answers as well right how they handle it right yeah these questions are obviously intertwined Mm -hmm. Um, you know then getting back to a skills based question those are very very simple you know do you have x or y experience yes but follow up with, tell me about that. Give Where me an you, example. Yeah, give me an example, not just a yes or no answer. Yeah. So never accept a yes or no answer. Always follow it up with a with an open-ended uh, question is, yeah. is what you need to do. Yeah, and I think most answers that I, I'm looking for are, you know, here is the situation. Here is the action I took. And more importantly, this was the result or the outcome, right? I mean, that's really right. what you're hoping to get so when you're asking these questions, I think it's fair to say, phrase the questions in a way that stimulates a response that right. describe the situation. How did you handle it? What were the results? Right. That's exactly it. And so when you do that internally, then when you have your final candidates, whether it's one, two, or three, when you're doing reference checks, that same sort of questioning applies. Mm-hmm. You. You, you can get an answer from a reference, even though today a lot of companies don't like to provide anything more than, hey, they worked here from this date to this date. If you ask these behavioral type questions, tell me that, you know, tell me a time where he did this because it's an example that that candidate gave you. Nope. And they can confirm that you either did that project or, or were part of that team that won this big project, et cetera. Sure. So they're all intertwined. Mm-hmm. Um, references just validate what you just learned in these behavioral and cultural-based questions. Sure. Um, and then we'll, we'll go on to this next piece, which kind of confirms yep. uh, and validates what you're, you're feeling uh, through the interview process. Cool. All right, so before we get into the third topic, which is assessments, I'm going to throw you a curveball. We haven't talked about it, but it just kind of popped into my head, so I'm going to throw it your way and get right. your, your guidance. So 
in most of these, you know, executive level uh, positions that, you know, you're helping clients with or clients are doing on their own, nine out of 10 generally end up in more of a casual setting, a dinner, happy hour with that, called that final candidate. Um, I'm assuming at that point, the behavioral, the cultural, the skills-based questions, those are all been answered. So what guidance do you give your clients and how do you handle those more casual conversations? Yeah, I would encourage the clients, first of all, to do it. Um, I think it's an important piece to the to the overall process. But what I think they need to make sure that they do is it becomes more of a conversation with a colleague, almost like they've already hired the person, versus continuing on this behavioral or cultural sort of questions. Um, you know, this gives a time for the candidate to ask, hey, how, you know, let me, let me ask a situational question. How, how, how would you handle this internally uh, if we have X, Y, or Z happening? Um, I think it just gives them a time to get comfortable, um, to talk more casually about maybe even things outside of what the job is, family, uh, interests outside of the, sure. of the work um, workplace. So I, I think it's an absolute critical piece because you do get to learn more about the person as a person mm-hmm. versus a candidate. Yeah, I think it's a good point. It's a it's that transitional point from a candidate to a colleague mm-hmm. um, or an employee, you know, candidate to employee. I mean, that that's kind of that moment in time, and employers need to take advantage of it. Right. Yeah. And you certainly, um, it may be more than one of those that happens as well, depending on the complexity of the company, the size of it. Um, so you know, don't don't necessarily think you have to be done with one of with one uh, one of those meetings. Got it. Okay. All right. We'll dive into the third piece, which is assessments. And we talked earlier before uh, recording this one. There's really some s- very simplistic online answer twenty questions two different ways, and it spits out your kind of your personality characteristics. And on the other end, it's a full industrial you know assessment. Right. Um, and then there's myriads of them in between. Um, what do you recommend when clients ask you, should we do assessments? How do we use them? Which type? First of all, your question was, do we recommend them? And the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, and the reason for that is it's a validation tool about everything that you just learned about that candidate. Um, it's secondarily or maybe close number two would be, and it gives you an opportunity to identify areas for development in that mm-hmm. candidate. You love this candidate. You absolutely think they can do the job, but the assessment shows a few areas of maybe opportunities for improvement, but they, they don't preclude the candidate from being the right choice. They just know that a, a, there's a developmental area that they want to emphasize with this candidate. And then you Great assign team. them a board member that can mentor them in that area yeah. or another executive type of thing, right? Yeah, or if yeah. it's you know if it's if it's ability to, to get in front of a group and speak effectively, maybe you send them to a to a training training seminar, those kind of things. So yeah, it allows it allows you to have some insights into areas that maybe your questioning didn't really uncover, mm-hmm. um, and then again validates what you know and feel through that process yeah. um, in terms of what kind do you um, I mean at the executive level an online personality index really probably doesn't, doesn't do go much, very right? far yeah. yeah so um, what we're seeing is most companies of, of significant size let's say over 100 employees you know there's, there's a high percentage of companies that are doing some sort of assessment and that's only going up because I think these assessment uh, tools and, and uh, surveys if you will uh, are doing a much better job of identifying 
um, those traits that you want uh, on mm-hmm. your team. So I, you know, not one size fits all for every company. You know, some day do a full day uh, assessment with an industrial psychologist and testing um, and si- and simulations and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, you see it from that that level that. One, you know, that's the top level, mm-hmm. all the way down, like you said, to an online survey. And an online survey is probably going to be more of your smaller organizations, privately held entry center. level type yeah. of. Yeah, but know. when you get up to the executive yeah. level, you're, you're they're much more robust. It's it's yeah. going to be significant investment in time and dollars for the company as well as yeah. the candidate. Yeah, and I know there's some clients of ours that you know they've used the same industrial psychologist for 15, 20 years, mm-hmm. and. And that individual really understands their culture, so right. they even look at it through a little bit different lens and can provide even deeper insight once you start to build a relationship. So right. I'm assuming you would recommend, you know, do your due diligence if you're going to start deploying assessments in your interview process, but then stick with one that you know and trust because you gain so much more insight as they get to know you yeah, more and more, right? It, it's yeah. the same thing with, you know, with any service, right? But mm-hmm. the more you work with them... The more they know you, the better the results and the, and, the, and the service they provide. Perfect. Okay. Well, cool. Well, that wraps up this episode. Uh, next week is a quick preview. We're going to talk about interview bias and when what that happens, that what it, you know, how to prevent it, what is it, etc. Because it does come into play uh, probably more than most people think. So we'll, uh, we'll dive into that one next week. But uh, like we said today, we'll wrap this one up. Um, As always, feel free to go out to uh, Apple Podcasts, Google, uh, what is that one, Scott? All those, Google Play. Google Play, iHeartMedia, all those, Spotify. Wherever you find your favorite podcast. Wherever you find your favorite podcast, hopefully we're there. And with... Once you find it and subscribe and you like it, five-star review, hopefully. Yes, Selfish we, only, plug. We, only, we only accept five-star <laughs> We only reviews. accept five stars. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, if you want to get a hold of Scott, um, you can always find him on LinkedIn and or uh, look him up on Verseek.com and uh, reach out to him if you have any additional questions. As always, it was a lot of fun. All right. We'll talk next week. All right. Episode, we double digits now next week. Double 10. digits. We're going 10. We're going double digits. All right. Talk to everybody soon. Thank you.